every Mother's Day, uh, many, many days of the year, I, I remember my, my own mom, and uh, she's with, uh, the, I believe, the cloud of witnesses, both my mom and dad, um, have, uh, have been in glory for some years now. But I tell you what, the legacy of a mother lives on. I think back of my mom, who was born in 1918, uh, when in the early 30s and mid-30s, she would come from the northern interior Kamloops region, and she would come down to uh, Hastings Street, downtown Vancouver, on weekends just to minister and clean up prostitutes and street people. And I'm thinking, you know, as a young teenager, amazing that a parent would actually let her do that. But uh, my grandma was amazing as well. There's generations of ministry there, and they had great faith in God, believed highly uh, that God was moving across this earth. Uh, they, they received the call, my mom and dad, in the early 50s to go into missions work, and they ended up joining a group called Wycliffe Bible Translators. Uh, Cameron Townsend and the founder, uh, is the founder of Wycliffe, he and his wife, and they had a vision to use aircraft uh, for transporting missionaries. So right after the Second War, uh, they were looking for pilots, and my dad uh, was the longest living of the first three pilots that actually joined Wycliffe, and they spent over 50 years in South America. I, I watched my mom, uh, her life, I uh, just so honor and respect the passion she had for God. I, I had never seen a person with such passion of Jesus Christ in them uh, was my mom. And now I'm married to the, I believe, the most passionate woman for God, my wife. We've been married 32 years, who has mothered our children incredibly well. And, uh, and now is my, uh, helping grandmother our grandbabies. And so I just want to uh, be so uh, encouraging to the mothers that are out there. No matter what your stage of life is, no matter what had happened in the past, God is looking for the shifting and the changing today for an increased presence of His glory to empower you in such a way uh, that you start to mark history even more than you already have. Amen? I'm going to read a story. Uh, this young person said, My mother had just finished taking a CPR class at a local college when she and I were in the mall and saw a big crowd gathered around a still body. Mom took off running at a speed I didn't know she could muster, yelling, Everybody back! Everybody back! I know CPR! And just as she threw herself next to the body and was about to begin, a pair of strong hands pulled, pulled her to her feet, Ma'am, said the police officer, we're trying to arrest this person. Another one said, if your kids are giving you a headache, follow the directions on the aspirin bottle, especially the part that says, keep away from children. Glad mothers aren't that way. They have an amazing tolerance for children. I'll tell you, they have a tolerance beyond my ability to understand for children. Do mothers lose it? Ah, oh, probably sometimes. But I'll tell you what, they have a God-given gift and ability to care for children. Mothers have the amazing ability to hear a sneeze through three closed doors in the middle of the night, three bedrooms away, while their daddy snores next to you. How a mother can hear, I mean, my wife says I snore sometimes, I, I have never, I don't know if that's true or not. 
But in the middle of it all, they can still hear the cry of a child. Amazing how their ears are so amazingly tuned. A son asks, Mom, why is a computer so smart? The mother replies, because it listens to its motherboard. If you know anything about computers, the motherboard pretty much runs the whole thing. They call it a motherboard, probably, who knows why, I really don't know. My feeling is because it actually is in charge and it does control everything. So if you're computer techie, you'll get it. As I was praying about what to minister today, thinking of the great heroes of mothers of the past and mothers today, and I believe it's not just celebrating mothers physically, but I believe mothers spiritually to many people. There's some mothers that have not been able to have children, but yet their calling is not to stop mothering or don't mother. Their calling is still to be a mother to the generations that are around to be able to empower and encourage. I truly believe that God has called us in to live during this season of life. If you have breath, I guarantee you, then you are called to God's presence and glory now, and you have been destined to live in this season now. And there's multiple ways you can look at the season around us. You can look at the season through depressed eyes, through frustrated eyes, through angry eyes, or you can look at the season through God's eyes. I don't think God is frustrated right now. I don't think he's angry, and I don't think he's depressed. I truly believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that God has a purpose and he has a plan no matter what season is raging around us. He has called you and I into a destiny greater than anything we have ever seen on the face of this earth. I truly believe that God is opening the doors for the church even though we're not legally supposed to gather. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt God has opened the doors for the church to see the greatest influx of sinners becoming saved through Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. They has opened the doors of the, I believe, the spiritual realm for the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit the world has ever seen on the face of this earth. I truly believe that we are marking times of history makers for revival. As we speak today, we are in a season of the greatest revival this world has ever seen. But you know, as you look back at the past, every so often, uh, there are certain individuals that seem to be incredible history makers. They go against or shift or changes. You see, a history maker isn't against what's going on. A history maker hears the voice of God and moves forward no matter what else is going on. It's the battle with a history maker is not to fight what's happening around you, is to actually become what God says you are and move no matter where God tells you to. And I think that a lot of people try to be history makers by fighting what's going on instead of realizing that I am accepting God in me no matter what's happening around. I believe God is calling history makers to literally sign on the dotted line, so to speak, of a contract, a covenant in heaven to say, you know what, I will no longer sit idle. I will stand up and be all that God has called me to be because sitting idle is never talked about in history. You see, history makers are not known by what they didn't do. They're known by what they did do. And I truly believe that we are in a season such as this right now to decide in our own hearts that we're going to mark history for good and not 
just relax and let life go on around us. The Christian life was never destined to be a relaxing, comfortable life. It doesn't mean you can't have relaxing times. It doesn't mean you can't have comfort. But the Christian life itself has never been marked in all of history as just a let's not bother doing anything about it attitude. It never has had that. It has always been, we hear God and we go. We hear God and we obey. We hear God and we commit into the covenant uh, as a believing believer in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that we are going to go and change the atmosphere and change the people around us in Jesus' name. These great people, they literally have listened to the high calling of God their Father. They didn't just listen and pray about it, they actually listened and did something about it. And I truly believe, as I was praying about this message today, that God is knocking on our hearts in such a way that he is no longer looking for people just to hear his word. He's looking for people to become the doers of his word, no matter what is going on around you. And we call those people history makers. I believe many Christians and churches have in some ways allowed themselves to be boxed in or known for a box. To be boxed in, and you know, a lot of times we talk about the religious box. I'm talking about that, but I'm also talking about the attitude that we have in our own life on a daily basis can literally box us in to where we're no longer doing the call and the reality of God's call in our life. A box will look like we just want to be comfortable. We don't want to make waves. We want to be politically correct. That's a bad box to live in. We need to be politically correct. This is the politics right here. It's called the truth that sets us free, and it is the Word of God. This is our destiny right here. This has every instructional piece that we need right here in this book called the Bible. I think sometimes we work so hard to be accepted by people, accepted by sinners, that we've made a religious box of acceptance of sin. I want to tell you what, Jesus didn't live life to be accepted by sinners, Jesus lived life to change sinners. Many, many times we, we get used to, I mean, you look at our own history, my own life. I, I look at what was acceptable 30 years ago and what's acceptable today in the world, but also in the Christian church. And I go, whoa, my goodness, have we ever changed? What history are we making? Are we making history that it's acceptable to politically be correct with sin? That's the wrong history that I'm talking about. God is calling us. This is the truth and the life. Jesus Christ, the holy word of God in our hearts. He is the truth and the life. I believe many people, churches, choose to become famous. And they want to be famous for what they don't do. I just want to encourage everyone that's watching here today. Choose to be famous in the eyes of God. Not by what you don't do, but by what you do do.
As I was in prayer this morning in my office, the Lord showed me a vision, and people were choosing today to be history makers. You see, you could have chosen 10 years ago, but what have you done? Some of you have made history, praise God, but that's not a one-time event, it's a lifetime event. Maybe you had vision and you had passion and you had prophetic words that were given to you years ago. But I feel like some people that are here and watching today have laid some of that down thinking it just didn't work or I just can't do it or we're just in the wrong season for it. I want to tell you what, the season around you is never the guideline or the marking of who you are in Christ Jesus. The seasons that are raging around us should never be the guideline or the yes or the no of you making history in your life. And as I was in this vision earlier this morning, I saw people, not everybody in the vision, but people were choosing and saying, you know what, this Mother's Day I'm going to make a shift. I'm going to make a change. I'm no longer going to sit idle and do nothing. I'm going to stand up and go for what God has called me to do. I'm not talking about fighting pandemics or COVIDs or vaccines. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is that we have actually made a choice to say, today, God, I am no longer going to sit by the sidelines. I am no longer going to be one of the people benched at the sidelines. I am going to stand up and be the greatest athlete I can ever be for the glory of God. I will preach the gospel through my testimony. When I go into a store wearing a mask or not wearing a mask or whatever, it doesn't matter. The mask doesn't change who you are. That we are called to go in and change the atmospheres wherever we walk, but it takes the choice uh, to be history makers. You see, God doesn't choose history makers. History makers choose God. He's looking for the obedient ones. As we were singing this morning, show me your glory. Many times in Scripture, God's glory came when people were being obedient and doing something. (laughs) <laughs> we always think we got to hang out on the floor and our hands and knees and cry out, show me your glory. Oh no, that, that I pray his glory will come upon you. But if you look through scripture, when they actually saw the glory of God, yes, Joshua was in the tent, I get it. But look at someone like Moses. What was he doing? He was leading his father-in-law's sheep up a mountain. And he cries out, show me the glory. Most people in scripture, when they see the glory of God, they're doing something. When the Holy Spirit came in the upper room, those, those disciples, that 144, chose to be in there, and they chose to be there all night. They were doing something to change history, to become history makers. They weren't just sitting around doing nothing. Kevin was talking about returning prodigals. I truly believe this is the season. And immediately, the Lord laid something in my mind, in my heart, and, and it's the prodigals are looking for history changers. Make sure they see you as a history maker. You see, prodigals, they're looking for something. And they might have left what they had because they didn't see what they wanted. God is calling us as mothers and fathers 
sons and daughters, to rise up and choose and say, you know what, I don't care what else is happening. I choose today to mark history in my life, and I will walk forward in it. Many of us, like myself, I, I find that inner longing stirring and burning for great adventure. I'm an adventure-type person. This whole can't-travel thing drives me insane, drives me nuts. I normally travel 150,000 miles in aircraft every year. It's also been good. It's been a blessing. I've been home. We got completed our home, and we're in our new house now, and I thank the Lord for that. And, but at the same time, I'm an adventurer-type person. I want to get out and do stuff. Some people aren't that way. God's not looking just for the adventurous people to be history makers. He's looking for the people that would rather stay home to get up and be history makers in their home. We must not live a mediocrity life, but instead find the promised land of our souls. We're always thinking about a promised land. Yeah, it's right in your soul. Those promises of God are in your heart. They're in the Word. And if you know Jesus Christ as your living Lord and Savior, then you have them in your heart, in your soul. I want to encourage you, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to make a change right now. Today is the day. Today marks history for you. He is calling you to come alive through the Son, Jesus Christ, because when Jesus died on that cross, he washed away your sins. But when he rose from that grave three days later, he gave you the eternal life with him. I want to encourage you. If you don't know Jesus, some people are like, well, what do I do to be saved? I will tell you, believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you will be saved. Invite him in. Ask his presence to overwhelm you. We must live with such passion that we will be numbered among those who have gained great fame in the halls of heaven. I think of going to heaven. I can only imagine these great men and women that have gone before us. The Catherine Coleman's, the Billy Graham's, these great men and women that have gone before us, famous in the heavens. Some people or the religious box would say, why would they be famous? We're all created equal. Well, that comes from a person who didn't choose to be a history maker. God created us equal so we could equally have the opportunity to be makers of history. He created us equal so we have the equal opportunity to love him more and more every day. I have no doubt in my mind that the walls of heaven will celebrate the great saints, the great men and women that have gone before us. And when I was Praying about this this morning, the vision the Lord had showed me was this group that had chosen, I'm going to start marking history for the glory of God. And that group were standing outside this huge structure of darkness. And all of a sudden, these, these jail guards of the demonic realm of hell started to shake in fear and tremble, and all these gates and these fences of hell were starting to shake. And this group that decided to, you know what, we're going after God in such a way that we're going to mark history by our footsteps. 
And all of a sudden, the, the gates and the locks shook and trembled and doors slammed open as these prisoners of hell came out and received Christ Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I want to tell you something. We are in a season such as this for a specific purpose and a specific cause that God knew you before the foundations of the earth were laid. As Jeremiah 1.5 says, he knew you while he formed you in your mother's womb. He knew you in such a way that he knew that you were destined for 2021 to be alive as a history maker, a world changer in the middle of the storms of life. If we're going to walk as God's ruling royalty, we need to pray, continually pray, walk a lifestyle of prayer. We need to give sacrificially, give effort, give time, give finances, sacrificially for the glory of God to be established. We need to dream unreasonably. Our dreams should not be reasonable as a history maker. Oh, I had a dream last night. Yeah, I just sort of got in my car and drove around on a nice sunny day. No, that's not the right dream as a history maker. Maybe you could have gotten your car, but as you were driving, you sensed something about this person on the side of the road, and you had to pull over and go and lay hands on them and pray with them. Dream unreasonably. Serve wholeheartedly. When you serve I serve because I have to. No, you serve because you want to serve. You have to walk innocently. Don't walk with one foot on sin and one foot on heaven. It doesn't work. It will not work. It will not make you history makers. We need to believe undoubtingly. Believe in such a way that we don't doubt when God says this is going to happen. You live life as it's going to happen. Not, oh, well, if it happens, then I'll live life. No. When God says something and lays something in your heart prophetically, however it applies to you, then you live that it's already happened. We're to love unashamedly. We're to love all peoples. Doesn't mean love sin. I hate sin, but I love people. Well, some people I'm a little bit more. No, I'm kidding. We're to love unashamedly. And we're to live powerfully. Our destiny is not to live wimpy Christian lives. Our destiny is to live with power, to live with the authority of Christ Jesus in us, that when we walk, we're ready to explode like an atomic bomb wherever we go. That's our destiny. That's our calling. It's not this pansy, pansy. I was going to say uh, false grace. Oh, yes, by grace we are saved so you can get out and do something. But grace was never to be the excuse to not be a history maker. Mothers, the mothers that have influenced my life, they're history makers. You see, when you become a history maker, it doesn't mean that your name has to be known in the, in the, in the televisions and everything else, no. 
The history maker is not about your name being known. It's about his name being known. But I tell you what, that person that led Billy Graham to Jesus in a, in a Sunday school class, they were history makers. We must live with these qualities that the bride of Christ is destined and commanded to walk in. We are called to be the most creative force on the face of earth. If we can't figure something out, find God stronger and more powerful because with God, nothing is impossible. In day-to-day life, if you're worn out, if you're exhausted, if you're tired, Dig into his word. Dig into the word of God in your life. Because God created us. And we're creative people. He's a creative creator. We're unique, we're diverse. We're called to be family, but yet we're called to love him independently. Our greatest success, if you look in the history makers past testimonies, everyone was greatly committed first to God, independently with God. They didn't expect the pastor to bring them there. They went after God themselves. What stops us from living out this call as the bride of Christ? I'm convinced that the religious boxes are one of the greatest problems the church has ever had. That religion can be like cloning genetic people. And God's never called us to be cloned by religion. Religious leaders, they want to raise up people like themselves. I want to tell you what, I don't want to raise anyone up like me. I want our people to be raised up on who God says they are. And we want to be here to help empower the Word of God in their life. When I talk about religion right now, I'm not talking just about certain denominationalisms or other, other religious gath- people. I'm talking about as well the own re- your own religion that you formulated in your mind. You could say, well, I'm not a religious person. Chances are you are in some form or another. Maybe you wake up and you do the same thing every morning. It's a religion you've kind of formed that you got to have your coffee at a certain time frame. Whoops, did I say that? Maybe it's what you do in the evenings. Maybe it's what you do at your job, the same thing every day. And you've gone into forming a religion. Oh me, oh me, poor me, poor me. I want to tell you what, no matter what religious tendencies you might have, break them off. God never called us to form our own boxes around us. He called us 
to open these pages and live in the freedom. Freedom! You can now call me Lord Borthwick. My daughter and son-in-law, well, my daughter, they, they bought me something for Father's Day, but they, my daughter, Samantha, just couldn't wait for Father's Day. So she quickly gave mom her Mother's Day present and then had to run and get me my Father's Day present in advance. And they bought me this little plot of land in Scotland, my birth country, oh, not my birth, my heritage country. And so when you own land in Scotland, you're a lord. So I got the certificate. Lord Curtis Brent Borthwick. I'm a landowner. I said, you should have bought from the Borthwick Castle land. That would have been better. Don't be cloned by the religions of this world, by the religions of our government, by the religions of man. You're not called to be cloned with the decisions of our governments. You're not called to just be little sheep, losing your rights or whatever might happen. We're called to change history and mark history for the glory of God. Because religious mindsets, they can suck the most powerful people into spiritual look-alike contests. I remember years ago, I'd my Papa Bill Johnson and Papa Chris Volatin. I wanted to be like them. Actually, I wanted to be more like Bill. Just kidding. I love Chris. I thought, man, I just want to be like them. And I came to realize, no. No. I want to take their wisdom advice that they have for me and my family. But I want to be who God called me to be. I don't want you to be like us. I want you to be who God called you to be. And that creates a beautiful diversity. If anyone has children, more than one, aren't you aware that not every one of your child are exactly the same? I got two girls and a boy. I won't say which one has the most emotional midst, uh, emotional swings up and down and all around, but they're different people. All three of them are different. And I thank the Lord that they're not my wife and they're not me. They're from the two of us coming together. But they are made and created by our Father God. So are you created because discipleship is about empowering people, transforming people into the image of their creator. 
we have to think outside the boxes. Who would have thought a year and a half ago we would be in a box that we are now? Who would have even gathered that? It was the farthest thing from my mind a year and a couple months ago that we would be where we're at right now. I didn't see this level coming. Oh, we saw things gonna happen. I did not see this level coming. But it's the box that we're in. I wanna tell you what, it is time to stand up and kick the walls down of the box. I'm not saying be disobedient. I'm saying live in the obedience of the word of God in our lives. And make sure that we don't fall into the ruts of sterilizing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The death of Christ paid for our sins, but it was his resurrection that gave life to our human bodies. We need to be called and lived into the calling of history makers. We can't lose sight of the fact of the cross. We can't lose sight of the fact of a risen Lord and Savior. Just because things aren't politically correct in the Bible anymore doesn't mean we have the right to sterilize the gospel. Oh, the world wants to sterilize the gospel of Jesus, absolutely. They want to say we all serve one God. All religions have the same God. No. That's not true. That's actually a flat-out lie. We need to make sure that we don't just accept the things of this world. I know what my Bible says about many things. Homosexuality, marriage, how to raise children. I stand on the Word of God. I will not compromise His Word. I love all peoples, but that doesn't mean I accept sin. true Christian's life is not about dying for Christ, but living in the life that Christ Jesus purchased for us from the kingdom of God into this earth. The church must shake off the shackles of religion and embrace the supernatural destiny that it's called into. It's interesting, I was having a conversation just yesterday with a friend of mine in northern BC. And it's interesting how the satanic church and the demonic realm know so much about the supernatural realm that he was reading about these Satan worshipers that are driving through cities and literally praying curses over the streets and the houses of the people. 
And as we were talking about it, I thought, please, oh God, don't let the sinners have more history-making power than the believers. That we as a church, as the body of Christ Jesus, need to rise up and understand our identity in a supernatural kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. That we should be the ones doubling, tripling, quadrupling the numbers of driving through the streets, walking through the streets and praying for our cities. A good friend of mine, Pastor Tim Clausen, has started a prayer walk and I'm going to bring, I got some emails from him the other day about people rising up together the end of this month and then also next fall and walking through your city streets praying in unity with other churches and other believers. I will get that out to our websites quickly. The strongest, one of the strongest weapons we have against religious mindsets, against our own understanding is that true connection with God the Father. God has called us to do things for Him. But it's always through the relationship with Him. Romans 8, verse 37 to 39. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. Right now, in the middle of all that's going on, you are more than a conqueror. That means, that word conqueror, it's beyond victory. You don't just have victory, you are conquerors. You're beyond victory. We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor viruses, nor cancers, nor tumors, nor any sickness or diseases on this earth. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. World changers, they know who their Papa is who God is. You don't have to be a prime minister or president, although I truly believe the church needs to be rising up our next prime, prime, uh, prime ministers and presidents. But you don't have to be that to make a difference in this world. We need to take steps today. Today. Not all oh, when the pandemic's over. No, today we need to make steps and take steps and make choices today to be world changers. Again, I'm not talking about standing up and fighting our governments. If that's your call, we bless you. I'm talking about standing up in defeating the devils around us. The lies that have infiltrated our minds to create this powerless gospel. That's a lie. 
The gospel of Jesus Christ is not powerless. For over 2,000 years, it's been the most powerful gospel ever preached on the face of this earth, and it doesn't dwindle or stop now. You and I were created and destined for this day and this hour to live in the power and the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. No matter what your situation in life is, it's absolutely critical that you walk in your identity. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men, this is impossible. But with God, a few things. Maybe it's possible for somebody else. Maybe I can just sit back and get sucked along with the wave of revival. No. No, revival's already happening. Well, I'm waiting for the revival to break out. Revival, it's not about a movement. It's not about a people. It's not about a church. It's not about a family. Revival is about you and God's. You waiting for revival to break out? You missed the whole point. You missed the whole point of a Christian life. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you're empowered by the Holy Spirit, you are revival. Because if you're not, that means you're living in your old life. Your old life is done, dead, buried, and finished. You are called to be living and walking revival on the face of this earth. Yeah, but I'm talking about the revival of the whole West Coast sweeping across the East Coast. Yeah, who did it start with? Well, it started with somebody else. No, that's a lie of the enemy. The revival of the West Coast will start with you. And you, 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 and you. When we walk in our identity as sons and daughters, we begin to understand the lifestyle of the kingdom, which is living in authority and power in our lives. How much does the understanding of authority and power influence you? Let's, let's just look at last week. Or how about tomorrow? Oh, I can't look at tomorrow. How about yesterday? Saturday, were you processing? Wow, I'm a son. I'm a daughter of the king. I have revival in me. I'm going to make Saturday, May the 8th, the most memorable day of my life. Did you? What about today? Will you? What about tomorrow? Can you? The answer is yes. You were created to be an influencer. That's what sons and daughters of a king do. They influence people. They influence people just by walking around 
towns and the cities that they've been placed in. When you know that you have royalty, Lord Borthwick, the owner of one square foot of land in Scotland, my prayer is that today you don't just refresh your mind of who you are. You transform your mind into who God says you are, the mind of Christ Jesus. And start to practice, start to walk in unconditional love. Unconditional surrender to the Word of God in our lives. To walk with power and authority. Not for our name, but His name. The name above all names. Don't wait for powerful people to have compassion on you or to reach out to you. Don't wait for powerful people to grab your vision. Stand up and defeat any devil that is in your way. Because what would be holding you back or minimizing you as a history changer, it's right here between your ears. That devil, he ain't got no authority unless you allow him in. When Jesus Christ declared from the throne room of triumph, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I encourage you. Mothers, it's never too late to influence and be a greater history maker in your children's lives. And the greatest way we could do that is not hit them over the head with the Bible. No. It's that they see their mother as a history maker. They see their father as a history maker. The power of our testimony is what we're talking about today. And I guarantee you it is never, ever too late to change your testimony. No matter what the past has had for you, no matter what bad choices or good choices you've made in the past, I will guarantee you there under the blood of Jesus Christ, washed away, buried in the deepest of oceans to never be remembered again. I will also guarantee you that today should never look like yesterday and that you and I are called to live today 
as if it's your last day on this earth. I ask you today, what changes do you need to make to make history today? Father God, I pray blessings on every mother, want to be mother, soon to be mother. I pray, Lord God, that the history makers will rise up, that the mighty women of God will stand up and go forth into their families, the nations of this world. And I pray, Lord God, that every pain and every sorrow be washed away today. That we will stay focused on the joy of the Lord as our strength. And I thank you, Father God, that you have called every man and every woman on the face of this earth to walk in the destiny of sons and daughters. And so, Lord God, as believers, you have given us a large task to do, to go into all the world and preach the gospel, to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, and cast out the demons. Matter of fact, give those demons a boot in the butt. Because who you become is who you choose to be. The choice is yours. Amen. Be blessed.